It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. The Navarro Miller Report, featuring the hottest in news, entertainment, sports, and all those topics for the mainstream audience. The Navarro Miller Report. Welcome, everyone, to the Navarro Miller Report. I'm your host, Dave Navarro. I'm Jeremy Miller. And uh, what a freaking hot weekend, man. I'm like <laughs> fine. I actually did a, a TikTok uh, radio thing here over the on Saturday. I was melting. Literally. No, I was I was literally melting where I'm at because <laughs> I hope it was wonderful for you, though. Oh, no, it absolutely wasn't. It was scorching and miserable. Um, but hey, it all depends on where you are. Uh, you know, as you know, my my younger brother just moved up to the pacific northwest and he's wearing a jacket in 55 degree slightly rainy weather i always hated josh i always hated josh for a reason did not like that guy not just playing (laughs) well i mean at least he's enjoying the wonderful weather while the rest of us are you know scorching yeah scorching hot over here wanted to welcome everybody uh to the stream already we have some people on the stream so wanted to welcome everybody here so far uh we got a lot of stuff to chat with you on this wonderful scorching hot monday uh afternoon uh but uh before we get into the news aspect of everything jeremy you got some wonderful interesting news coming from our favorite part of the world florida yeah, we have our uh, not only Florida, but also Walmart. So, you know, two of the most wonderful places for interesting stories, you might say. You well, I tell you what, I'll go ahead and go to Walmart there and go have a good old time out there. You would. That's northern Florida. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> OK, my bad. My bad. <laughs> so we have a 29 year old woman who entered the Walmart. Um, I believe this was in uh, Pinellas County. So a Largo st- a Largo, Florida. Um, maybe it's near Key Largo. I don't know. Um, you you anyway, know better she, than I would. I wouldn't know. <laughs> 29 years old. And she entered on a one of the scooter vehicles and decided to start tearing full speed up and down the aisles while tearing stuff off shelves and knocking over end displays. And when she was confronted by an employee who very politely asked her to stop, she assaulted her. Of course. So... The rather wise, in my opinion, employees at Walmart stood back, allowed her to continue doing what she was doing, and just videotaped her while waiting for the cops to arrive. Oh, my God. So this woman provided them with uh, quite a lot of video proof of herself. And, uh, yeah, she was taken away and charged and released on, I think, $750 bond or $7,500 bond. Are you sure she wasn't on the show Jackass by any chance? Maybe they had (laughs) hidden cameras around there. I mean, that sounds like something they would do, too. Just, like, have the hidden cameras and have, like, have, like, night type of jousting type of stuff in in the middle of a Walmart or something. See, they would have the managers, you know, permission or at least knowledge they were there to some degree. Are we sure about that? Can we get confirmation on that? (laughs) Nowadays, they'd have to. In the early days, they probably could have gotten away with it. Now, are you kidding? A corporation like that would sue them to death. I think they might have started doing that, you know, uh, early on when they first started just to get garner attention hi this is johnny knoxville welcome to jackass type of thing you know mm-hmm. and then just everything just go bananas on there but uh yeah i think she might like be anything else candidate. once you start going corporate you know and you have to start playing by the rules mm-hmm. a little bit more you can still look like the wild guys but yeah. uh you're gonna have to uh play by the rules just a bit more gotta go ahead and like tuck it you know tuck in the shirt you know just the tie a little bit Heck, i know? was gonna say where are you going with that 
right? Well, you know, it's the corporate thing, you know, what can I say? <laughs> Anyways, uh, Derek, hi, how you doing? Uh, Candido, nice to have you on the stream. Kevin, nice to have you as well. Everybody, nice to have everybody in here. Uh, and, uh, but uh, Walmart wasn't the only place that, uh, the only spot that was actually very interesting this week. Um, and I read about this too, actually, but I'm going to allow you to uh, talk about this really fast. Uh, this will make you think twice before going to Arby's. Let me just put let me just put it that way, and I'll have uh, Jeremy take the rest. <laughs> and this has me questioning whether I may ever go to a fast food restaurant again. Um, so we have an Arby's manager in Washington State. And if you live in Washington State and you're hearing this, please contact your local health department and the police <laughs> department. Um, they caught a manager uh, downloading child pornography. That's how the police became involved. And at work, apparently, because it said it was coming from nearby this local Arby's and the police went to check it out. He admitted to downloading the pornography. And when they checked his computer, there were also videos or sorry, at least one video of him peeing in the milkshake mix. Wonderful. And he admits to doing it to the police. uh, He admits to the police to doing it at least twice. They have video evidence of once. And they are requesting anyone, you know, please search this story. Anyone, they're release, they, they didn't release the date in this article, but the police have the dates that it happened, the time frame it may have been. Uh, you may very well be in line for some compensation and you may want to get checked out. You think? That's disgusting. I mean, that's horrific. It's I, absolutely I mean, horrific. Any Anybody that said these words, hmm. Have they done something in the different to the milkshake? Go get yourself checked immediately. <laughs> oh, you had to go there. <laughs> Anybody who said those <sighs> words after after going through an Arby's drive-through, like, huh? This milkshake takes a little warm, don't you think? Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, I can't help myself. <laughs> I just, it's its absolutely horrible. And it really has me question. And the, the, this is the thing, having worked, you know, in restaurants a long time, having yeah. grown up in my grandma's restaurant, the fact that this was a manager means that unless he's being video recorded in the store at all times, there's nothing you can do to catch this guy. If he's, he's, gonna quite, do he, something. he's virtually the only one in there at the end of the night. That's what I mean. And the manager in a fast food place is the one locking up 99.9% of the time. That scares the heck out of me because there's nobody supervising that guy. <laughs> um, Derek had a brilliant idea. <laughs> he said he should have went with lemonade. <laughs> oh, Derek. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Or, or, you know, what was that? What was that? Uh, Things I will not be ordering from any fast food place for a very long time. <laughs> well, wait a minute. What was that hot dog stand at the mall it, that, that, that used to serve lemonade as well? Oh, hot dog on a stick. Yeah. He should have gotten a job there. <laughs> no one would have ever known the difference. <laughs> I hate you. You're ruining childhood memories. I hate you. I hate you. No, child ruining childhood memories would have been like, maybe they did that back then, and you know. Shut up. <laughs> you would have. You wouldn't have even known. You shut me difference. off the broadcast for a second. No, no, no. It's this thing is like acting wacky. It's it's uh, acting wackadoodle right now. So, oh, I'm looking all fuzzy right now. Uh, technical difficulties as per usual. What can what can you do? But you're still with me, though, right? I'm here. The lemonade and everything. You're still with Shut me. Shut up! Right? I hate you. <laughs> like I loved. I mean, I'm sorry. You know, riding down to the mall with my friends at like 11 years old on our bikes and hanging out and grabbing hot dog on a stick and a, and a giant lemonade. Oh. So you're 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 killing me here. Well, you know, you did Shut grab up. a hot dog on a stick. <laughs> I think the manager grabbed the hot dog on oh, his I stick. Hope, I hope I opened myself up to that one. <laughs> Open being the operative word. Folks, we are going downhill so quickly. <laughs> Did you say down? <laughs> I'm sorry. I could do these all day. <laughs> Sir, it is your duty to get together. 
I'm doing the best I can here. I'm doing the best I can. But when you hear a story like that, you just can't help but to go in deeper and deeper and deeper <laughs> and deeper. No pun in, or actually pun very much intended. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, anyways, I mean, thank God that at least they caught the guy and uh, he admitted to doing that. And uh, like like Jeremy said, anybody that uh, is in that area and has been to an Arby's in that area, you might want to go get yourself checked for uh, internal urine. <laughs> In other news. I'm sorry for him, ladies and gentlemen. I really am. My deepest apologies. Oh, my God. <laughs> or better yet, uh, if you have been to an, uh, to an Arby's, you're in trouble. <laughs> sorry. Oh. <laughs> uh. I know. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. You know, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Getting on to some entertainment news, although that was pretty entertaining as well, actually. Um, and on a more serious note right now, as we all know, what's going on right now with uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard is pretty much a circus. Uh, that has been uh, made fun of by SNL and pretty much most other news outlets because of how how interesting and how um, unconventional this whole situation is, uh, mainly because of the testimony that Amber Heard has been uh, giving so far that's been a little bit off. Many people are questioning whether or not a lot of what she's saying is true or not, including Johnny Depp's attorneys, which grilled her today uh, on the stand. She took the stand again today as the, 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 um, the we're going to, I believe, the third week in this trial. Uh, Amber Heard went ahead and took the stand and they were talking about how how Johnny Depp whacked her in the face and she believed that her nose might have been broken. She wasn't sure. Uh, uh, she went ahead and said, quote, he did whack me in the face and I did think I broke my nose. This is a picture of me the night after he did whack me in the face, which is a picture of basically a virtually nothing was on her face in the picture she was next to johnny depp and there was no bruising nothing to which uh johnny depp's attorney uh went ahead and asked her um uh it was uh camille vasquez actually asked her and she said quote and makeup covers up swelling that was a brilliant question uh and uh <laughs> amber really didn't have uh much to say but uh you know that that it did and uh it said it continues on to say that heard actually said that ice she put ice on it and that actually lowered the swelling of the nose these questions kept on going one after the other uh it, that vasquez was asking she was like really grilling her and i think uh amber was getting a little bit agitated at the questions but because they were also saying how she was also claiming that she got pushed up against the door and uh, they were showing pictures of her back the night that she allegedly got pushed up against pushed against the door by johnny depp no bruising on her back no scratches no proof of abuse whatsoever on her body so this all continues on to beg the question, what's going on here? Who's telling the truth? Who's not telling the truth? And of course, we're not going to find out until uh, judgment has, has been uh, given by the judge. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we have no idea. I mean, what, what do you think about all this that's going on, Jeremy? Well, it's like you said, we have no idea. I mean, with the broken nose thing. I mean, I, we can dispute whether she had a broken nose all day and pr probably dispute it pretty easily. Anybody who's been around, you know, the fight game for any period of time has seen what even the slightest break in the nose does to the area around the nose and around the eyes, uh, the raccooning that generally happens. Um, that can be mitigated with makeup, but it cannot be completely Hidden. covered without pound, pounds of pancake makeup. I mean, I'm talking old school 1940s, and I know this for a fact because Alan Thicke, who played my father on Growing Pains, was at one of his weekly hockey games that he played, and he took a puck to the face the first time, and it broke his nose. We were supposed to film in three days. 
And if you ever see that episode, yeah, they did wonders with the makeup, but you could tell his nose was still swollen. This area around the eyes was still swollen. They did the best they could, but you could tell there was a darkness. You could, I mean, it can be mitigated. Well, that Um, and the fact of the matter. Well, I was just going to say, but we're not arguing about, you know, whether it was a break or not. They're arguing about that. We don't know. What we also don't know is, did Johnny hit her? Now, I'll tell you something right now. I don't know. I'm not saying I am not coming down on the side of a guy who hits a woman, not in any way, shape, or form, ever. But I have been in a situation before with a former love interest. And if I tried to leave for an argument to physically remove myself from the situation, her response was to throw herself on my back and physically restrain me from leaving. Now, I never hit her. She did get elbowed in the chin one time when I was trying to adjust and get her off of me. But she did get picked up and tossed onto the bed or onto the couch a few times so I could get out, out the door. And at least so, it was yeah. something soft. It was a soft landing. Well, I'm certainly not going to. I mean, that's not me. I'm sorry. Yeah, of I'm course. not going to throw a woman into a wall, into a, anything that's going to harm her. I'm certainly not going to do that. But I'm also not going to be attacked either. Exactly. You have and to defend yourself. So I, I don't know what the case is here. I hope Johnny didn't smack her or hit her. You know, I would hope that's not the case. And the fact that she's... <sighs> That a lot of the things she has said she has no proof for, a lot of the things she has claimed um, have been refuted by a lot of people, it just makes it harder and harder to believe the other things she's saying. So again, I am always on the side of the abused, and as we're seeing more and more with more of her testimony being refuted, more people speaking up and saying that they saw these things, even in her own testimony. I mean, she she basically admits to being the abuser. So I, I'm sorry, I don't care, man or woman. If you're the abuser, I'm not coming down on your side. That's that's it. When was the last time you found a professional look that fits so well you felt like you could take on anything? Indochino believes you shouldn't fit your clothes. They should fit you, your body, personality and style. Because finding the perfect fit is about more than your measurements, it's how you show the world who you are. Design every detail of your suit to be totally you with Indochino's new women's wear line. Simply submit your measurements online or visit an expert style guide at an Indochino showroom. They have hundreds of high-quality fabrics and details to choose from and are always adding new options so you can add your own flair. With endless ways to customize, designing an outfit is easy. Just tell Indochino how you want it, and that's how they'll make it. Find your perfect fit and stand out in style with a custom suit from Indochino. For 10% off, use promo code WOMEN when you visit Indochino.com to book a showroom appointment or place an order. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O dot com, promo code WOMEN. And that and the fact of the matter that, I mean, you you bring up, uh, you bring up Alan Thicke and everything, but... He was treated by professional makeup artists that tried to cover up as much as possible, and they couldn't even cover it up. If and you know, they were working with the lighting exactly. and everybody else as well, this was a team, you know, a crew working exactly. together to try and make this not look right. And we're talking about we're talking about Amber Heard that covered it up herself, and I doubt that she's a makeup artist to go ahead and be able to be that good to cover up even even underneath like you said because when somebody gets their nose bashed in if it's broken you'll see the you'll see the black eyes on the side of it anybody that's broken their nose they would see that and you know not only that even if it's bruised you could still there's still swelling there's still swelling that like even if you put ice on it it's still going to be red and uh, that that was it was allegedly the same night that they had to go out you're not going to get the swelling down in a few hours that's going to take a while and it's going to leave bruising and you know, generally speaking, that's that's exactly how it goes. It goes down. Exactly. But. So there's, there's just I mean, there's just a lot of questions uh, in regards to that that uh, cross examination that many people are no doubt are going to have a field day on social media. Pretty much. You know, I mean, because they've already they already started, uh, you know, they already started doing the whole, you know, they they were 
making fun of this particular sound. My dog stepped on a bean. The entire week last week, you know, with that sound over and over again on social media. So this right here, they're going to have a field day. All fans are going to have a field day on that. But again, you know, it's not necessarily a laughing matter. These are two people with lives that are, are their lives are beaten on display right now. Uh, you know, so much as Johnny's as Amber Heard's, both of their lives are their private lives are being on display. Uh, the bad habits, whether or not Johnny uh, was on drugs. I mean, some of the testimony was Amber Heard saying how Johnny was so out of it that they had to like security had to carry him to his room. I mean, this is you're talking about you're, you're talking about a, a person that many people idolize many, many has many fans. And to hear this true or not. It's still damaging to to his reputation. And, it absolutely is. But you know, I'd use that moment to circle back to something you and I have talked about, you know, many times on here and, you know, just personally between us is, you know, people need to remember that celebrities, athletes, entertainers, musicians, anybody you look up to because of their art or their craft or what they do, they're still human beings. Mm -hmm. They are still very flawed individuals. You know, and the higher you put up on them, put them up on a pedestal, believe me, the quicker they're going to fall off. Um, so, you know, live and learn when you sit here and you you put these people up and, you know, make them your heroes. And, you know, it's people are very deeply flawed. Every human being on the planet, deeply flawed. We're all carrying a lot of baggage. You know? And and this this uh, for Johnny Depp has been detrimental to his career. Uh, because well, that's he, the whole point of the trial at this point is the well, yeah. defamation. So exactly. And and the fact of the matter that he's lost on a lot of roles, he had to like leave uh, the the Beast movie. Uh, I forgot what it was called. He had to go ahead and, and leave that one. He he had to like uh, back out of the 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 movie about the beast Fantastic beasts. yes something like that and uh and now it seems that even director jerry bruckheimer is also questioning whether or not johnny depp is going to reprise his role as captain jack sparrow in uh, the two uh pirate of the Pir pirates of the caribbean movies that are actually in uh in development right now uh and uh bruckheimer went ahead and he was quoted uh, after speaking to the Times, they asked him what uh, what was uh, Johnny Depp's future, and they said, and he said, "quote." Um, they, well, they asked him whether or not he was going to be a part of Pirates, and his answer was, "quote Not at this point. The future is yet to be decided." So, and that that just goes for like anything having to do with Johnny Depp's career in general. Uh, mm -hmm. The future of Johnny Depp is still yet to be decided. Whatever happens. Uh, in this in this situation, whatever happens, you know, as far as the results from this from this uh, from this judgment, whether it's on Heard's side or on Johnny's side, they're both not going to win. There, it's because the question is still going to be looming on many people's heads whether or not Johnny was lying or not, whether or not Amber was lying or not. I mean, you know, we're hearing all a bunch of really, really dirty laundry being put out there uh, from both of them. And it's just going to make a lot of people like second guess whether or not they want to do any business with Johnny or not. I mean, in my opinion, I, I think you're right. I think that's kind of the basis of this whole case was it being aired in the first place. This, you know, type of dirty laundry was detrimental and in johnny's belief obviously since he's filed the suit it was done intentionally you know that's the whole that's the whole basis of that so um yeah it absolutely sucks i mean to have everything you've ever done wrong every mistake you've ever made every eccentricity you have uh displayed for the entire world has gotta suck um you know i can't even imagine going through something like that uh but I will say this, I'm a little more of a pragmatist about it. <clears throat> I don't care if Johnny was a party animal, you know, there were no stories. Enough? Well, we don't know. I mean, she's saying he does all these drugs and he does all this da 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 da. Okay. Maybe he does. I don't know. But as a film producer or as long as he's proven innocent and I don't believe he abused her. 
I have no problem hiring him because there's never been a story about Johnny having productions shut down because he had to go to rehab or Johnny showing up on set trashed out of his mind and can't work. Or, you know, if those stories were around, then as a filmmaker, I'd be worried. But, you know, if he can come to work and give the performances he does, as long as he's not, you know, abusing, you know, people and doing horrible, evil stuff like that. I don't really care how he parties or what other eccentricities he has. I agree. I agree. I mean, and who knows? Maybe a lot of what he did actually helped a lot of his characters bring his characters to life. I mean, Captain Jack Sparrow, you know, I mean, it's like, hey, all right, all right. You know, like that whole, like, why is the rum gone? Why is the rum always gone? You know, I mean, it's like because you drank it all, bro. Like, no, for real, you really drank it all. <laughs> I identified with that when the first film came out. I was still around my drinking days. So, you know, uh, yeah, I definitely identified with that one. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, the future, again, Jerba Kramer said the future is yet to be decided. We have no idea what's going to happen. I mean, the trial continues. I think it's just going to get even worse before it gets better for both of them. I mean, again, they're just all their dirty laundry is just being placed out there for the world to see some stuff that's very private that I'm sure Johnny did not want to have because Johnny Depp, for the most part, he's a private person. I mean, I've never seen it until now. I've never really seen anything controversial come out of him. Uh, he's never really been seen, you know, even by the paparazzi, he's never been really seen trashed out of his mind or being carried out or anything like that. He's kept his stuff very, very like his circle, very close and very personal. He's always been in the industry a little more of a recluse. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's, he, he hasn't been, you know, at, at the front and center of all the industry stuff and all that kind of thing. He's, you know, a guy who's always kind of kept behind the scenes until he comes out with his new project that he's, you know, pumping and pushing and excited about. Um, so I, this, this cannot be comfortable. This is torture. I'm sure this is torture for him because he's, you know, again, like you said, he's a recluse. And to have all his private stuff, good or bad, be out there for the public to see. I mean, who wants that? I, I personally wouldn't want that. Regardless of being famous or not, I'm a very private person myself. I don't like my stuff to be out there for the world to see. Hell, I even get upset at my dad sometimes for saying stuff that I'm like, dude, why are you telling people what I'm doing? Why? Why? I don't want people to know what I'm doing. <laughs> well, I can tell you it's not easy. I aired all of mine in, uh, you know, the biographical book I wrote with my my buddy Brandon and uh, you know I felt because of the addiction aspect of it I had to air it all and be completely and totally honest about it all to try and help anybody I could who read it Uh, but it's not easy believe me and the first time I actually went back and reread it all seeing it put down in paper um, oh man did I feel like a piece of crap you're like you're you're like wow i really did that oh it's hard believe me it is not an easy thing and to see it all put down in print and given this was with my blessing because i was we were trying to tell this story it was still incredibly difficult i mean but at the end of the day though it was also i'm sure it was also very therapeutic for you to go ahead and get your stuff out there put yourself out there like that wouldn't it be in in some degree it definitely was um but that was more in the initial process when we were delving into it with our writer and you know doing going through the interviewing process and that took many 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 you know rounds of different interviews uh with each and every person that was involved in the story i mean she didn't just interview me and brandon and take our words for it she interviewed our entire families she interviewed my castmates and other people who were involved with us so that she could get the complete story then she would come back to us and bring up certain things and want to get our take and so she could piece it all together properly Um, that's when the catharsis really, you know, came about, was talking about it, delving into it deeply like that. Uh, It was much harder later on once we started getting drafts of the actual book and I was starting to read through it bit by bit. Um, That was a smack in the face, I'll tell you. Well, I mean, you're a better man for it, though. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard him, folks. You heard him. He called me a better man. 
You heard him. Or so I've heard. Or so I've heard. Or so I've heard. My hold on. Objection <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, we have it on camera. Hey, I, I'm just it's hearsay at this point. So <laughs> we'll just go ahead and leave it at hearsay. Um, but uh, you know, I mean, like I said, at this point, we still have to go, we still have so much more to go with this trial, unfortunately. It's not over yet. There's still a lot more to go. And at the end of uh, of everything, deliberations are going to occur. And then there's going to be a decision at the end. We'll just have to find out to see what happens next. In other entertainment news, uh, so there might be a super spreader at uh, Cannes because, well, I mean, you know, the film festival is actually doing their annual uh, their annual thing and uh so far i mean many people believe that that's going to be the next super spreader however jeremy you have a little bit of a debate on that one because of what happened recently in uh, north korea at this point well it's not so much a debate my debate comes from other sides of that but as we've seen i mean large gatherings can be super spreaders they can create you know hot spots that just literally radiate out and create problems thank god more people are vaccinated thank god we have more treatments that are actually effective um you know all of that are positives in this but we just saw it in north korea i mean given we don't know exactly what's been going on but the rumors are and the reports have been that they have had almost no outbreaks of covid in north korea because of their draconian measures and everything else true but because of kim jong-un and you know we have to go kiss our celebrated godly leaders ass day they had a giant parade and all these people came in the military and everything else and it has created the first actual covid outbreak in north korea i just love, um, how, I just love how you named the parade <laughs> That's what it is in my mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> the way you name the parade is freaking awesome. I love it. But, um, you know, it's so, I mean, these kind of things can be a major issue. Um, I'm hoping with, with can that, um, you know, one of the, one of the problems is you're talking about a very small town here, uh, that gets a giant influx of people during this. So mm -hmm. not a lot of room to maneuver, not a lot of room for staying spread out. Uh, hopefully most people have been vaccinated. Hopefully some people will still be wearing their masks, but you know, this is unfortunately an entertainment industry event and people are going to want to be seen. So I can guarantee a lot of those masks aren't going to be on. Um, so we're just going to have to see how it goes. But again, you and I've talked about this at some point, we have to get back to regular life and, yeah. and depend on other people to take care of themselves as well. Mm -hmm. Um, we'll see where this goes i mean it, it might turn out to be nothing you know could start a little bit of a problem but we have seen small outbreaks with the different new variants and with whatever and we've seen them pass considerably more quickly nowadays because of the treatments we have because of the higher vaccination rates and all of that kind of stuff uh so uh, please people just continue to be safe you know use your brains use your sanitizer use your mask when you can and uh you know, I mean, I go out more now, but I'm still being careful. I mean, if I'm inside, if I'm going to be around a bunch of people, I've got my mask on. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, he wears a condom over his head. But I'm... He's being well, careful. Well, no, I, it's the naked gun full body condom. <laughs> the one Leslie and, uh, you know, Priscilla used. Um, <laughs> now, you can't no, get any safer I, than that. <laughs> I still, you know, I don't glove up. I don't, you know, a lot of things, but I, I wash up when I come in the house, if I've been out and I've been touching doors or anything else, you know, I mean, things we should be doing anyway. Um, I mean, you never uh, know what uh, people uh, have been. I mean, do you know how few people wash their hands after they go to the bathroom and then I'm touch just, those door handles? I'm just so happy that you, you made it clear when you said the term glove up <laughs> you're like i don't glove up anymore right after we made that comment <laughs> and then you 
said See that, where your I'm mind like, goes? Your, your mind has been in the gutter it. since we started. <laughs> You're like, I don't glove up anymore. You know, why? There's no point in that. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. Dave has reverted to 13 years old for the I day. I can't help it. You're the one that said it. We were just talking about that, and then you made the comment. What do you want me to think? I thought you were actually messing with me there for a second, too. <laughs> Uh, oh lord it's one of those days it's one of those mondays the heat it's getting to me what can i say (laughs) well i mean in essence uh you know there are a lot of people that are concerned about it because in france their their protocols are very laxed over there they've actually lifted a lot of stuff over there so a lot of people are concerned with this um one uh sales agent uh actually bemoaned to variety and said quote there hasn't been a major event where a lot of people didn't get COVID. There's no way can will be any different. So that they're already expecting it. They're pretty much expecting that this will happen. There will be people that are infected. But as you said, if there's people that have been vaccinated uh, or, well, yeah, that's the only thing. If they've been <laughs> vaccinated, then they should be okay. They should be, they, they should be, they'll, they'll get, you know the worst of it but it won't be as bad as going to the hospital or anything well, like that i wouldn't think just what the numbers have been playing out i mean unfortunately in the elderly as you and i had talked about uh, the numbers do seem to be evening out uh, amongst vaccinated and unvaccinated some of these new strains have been hitting the elderly uh, exceptionally hard and it has gotten the numbers a lot closer uh, the fatality numbers in the unvaccinated and the vaccinated a lot closer. Yep. Um, but in the younger age ranges, you're still looking at a four to six times difference, um, you know, death rate between vaccinated and unvaccinated. So that ought to tell you something. I mean, you know, you all want to yell about it's my choice. Okay, it's your choice. But, you know, the numbers are proving out. You're taking a six times greater chance at dying and leaving your family, di- you know, brokenhearted. So I'm hoping, and again, that's why I said this is how we we have to get to the point where we are trusting other people. You know, France may have a lot of lax laws. They may have relaxed a lot of their, you know, quarantine issues and their masking and everything else. But that doesn't mean that individuals can't still wear a mask. That doesn't mean that individuals didn't go out and get their vaccines and their boosters. It doesn't mean people aren't doing what they can to try and mitigate the factors. Um, so all we can do is hope that enough people are doing that, that this does not become a giant uh, catastrophe. That's all we can hope for. I mean, and and speaking of sp- super spreaders, I mean, the Billboard Music Awards was this, or yeah, the Billboard Music Awards was just this weekend as well. And like you said, Jeremy, we have to somehow get some sense of normalcy back in society it has to happen eventually i mean we can't live in fear forever i mean it seems that covid has become now part of the new normal everybody's been saying it's the new normal now to to you know if somebody gets infected with covid hopefully they're vaccinated if not seems like they've found ways to actually be able to combat that obviously with younger people with old and with people that don't have underlying conditions obviously uh but still you have the elderly that are still at risk you have people that have underlying conditions serious underlying conditions that are still at risk i mean there's still risk of death with covid right now so you know all we can do is like you said just trust one another that the other person's doing the right thing and a little bit of personal responsibility you know and looking out for the other guy will go a hell of a long way rather than you know my politician said this and my politician said that and you're wrong and you're evil and that doesn't get us anywhere. Remember, people always wear a condom. <laughs> Had to go ahead and put that one in there. <laughs> put that one in there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't help it. It's one of those days today. <laughs> Knock 
it out of the park. Anywho, <laughs> I apologize for everybody that's in the what street. What am I going to do with him? <laughs> Dude, Joni's worse, though, okay? Your fiance is worse than I am. I mean, if, if you say that one word, she's going to start cracking up every single I time. I said it earlier. I told you it's your duty to get this track, this show back on track. <laughs> she was probably cracking up when you said that, too. She's like, <laughs> he said duty. Anyways. <laughs> oh, Lord. Ah, uh, Jeremy, who are you living? Who's who's living among you is my question. Like, who are the mm. people around you in your circle? I mean, you got to love us. Anyways, moving forward, as uh, luck would have it, we, could, we go ahead and uh, we move on to uh, my, my favorite part of the show, actually, having to do with um, with uh, with some uh, blind react TikToks for uh, Jeremy to watch. I mean, he loves these. And, uh, you know, I do, I, although today I'm a little afraid. I'm not sure you're. Don't be afraid. Everything's okay. How juvenile will these be? They're not, dude. They're. You hurt me. You sting me, sir. With a lot of these, okay. The last one's gonna really get to you, actually, because the last <laughs> one's actually kind of funny. Um, but we'll start actually with this. Uh, with this first one, uh, having to do with um the police investigating a, a murder of a spouse, and uh, it's it's kind of serious. I mean, she went live, and uh, well, check it out. My dad called. They said they found my husband's body in the lake. That's not where I put it. I love her. <laughs> I absolutely love that. That's hysterical. <laughs> I just, the way she said it, like, so naturally, she's mm -hmm. like... That's not where I put it. <laughs> not, I mean, that was brilliant. That reminded me of my grandmother. That just my grandmother would do that in a heartbeat. That would be his. I, that was great. That was a great misdirection. Oh, yeah. No, I was when I first saw it, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, wow, that's good. I was like, ah, OK, there you go. <laughs> well, I had a feeling it was going it. somewhere else, considering my other question, if it wasn't, was who in the hell decides to TikTok <laughs> when this is going on? Um, that would be another question I would have for that situation if she was serious. Oh, there would but... be so many questions that would be asked <laughs> in a situation like that. No, it's just it's it's the it's the funniest thing because all these TikToks you gotta love the gen like the genuine reaction or the genuine delivery. Mm -hmm. of all these tiktoks i mean they totally scoop you in and then when they get you in there they're like gotcha <laughs> they're like thank you like the one well, the one that i showed you a couple weeks ago about the makeup the the makeup routine and it turned out to be the like i'd like to start my day off with this type of makeup but then afterward i put my makeup mask on then i go ahead and drag my husband's body <laughs> It's like, oh, that took a turn. That yeah. completely took a turn. <laughs> but like you said, it's a natural delivery. It's, they're not, you know, hitting the punchline, waiting yeah. for the punchline. No, it's just very natural, and it's almost done like a throwaway, and it makes it so much funnier. It's just, it's just right on point. Um, I also have another one, though. This one has to do with the pronunciation. <sighs> It's like nails on a chalkboard to me when I heard it the first time. And I'm sure as a chef, you're going to go ahead and hear it as nails on a chalkboard as well. But yeah, this woman had a lot to say about this one. Check it out. Ran out of low carb tortillas, so I used a giant cheese. You ran out of what? Huh? Low carb what? Tortillas? That's not it. That's not it. It's a no. Okay. Now see, I'm not even Hispanic and I'm offended. Okay. She couldn't all my even cousins, keep it. She, all my she, cousins are coming after that guy. <laughs> she busted up right at the end. She held it till the very last second she could. Oh, that was good. 
Um, no, Fort that sure. is that's I, I and the scary thing is, is I have heard people. Tortillas? Yes. Oh, God. I have. Um, I'm not picking on the South, folks. I love the South. I love being down there. There are people I love in the South, um, you know. Tortillas. But uh, yeah, I've, I've I've heard it. And I've it heard it like a, a few turtle. times. I've heard it a few times, tortillas. And it, it makes you want to just grab them and shake them until... <laughs> Until they say the right word, say tortillas, say tortillas, <laughs> say tortillas. Uh, uh, I'll even accept, not even, you don't even have to pronounce the R, the R. You don't have to roll the R, you know, and say tortilla, you know, like that. Just say tortillas. I'm okay with that. All right. But tortillas, tortillas, come on. Like, I, that's like nails on a chalkboard for me. Like, are you oh, freaking yeah. serious? Are you kidding? I mean, you know, I, I mean, I, I grew up in largely Hispanic communities when I was younger. I mean, that's where my grandmother learned to cook um, Mexican food. That's from all of her, her friends. And it's, um, so I, I, all my buddies, I mean, their grandmothers, their moms, we hung out at their house and constantly a snack was, you know, a tortilla with some shredded chicken and whatever they had on hand or a tortilla with butter and cinnamon or, you know, I mean, just whatever. But I was raised on that stuff. I was raised in those households eating authentic food and hearing that just makes me go. Argh. Dude, seriously. I mean, I've even heard quesadillas. Oh, I've heard quesadilla before, too. That one just. God, that just no. I think most people who do it honestly don't. They're doing it purposely. I think so too, just to bug I, the hell out of somebody, just to bug someone or to mess with someone. Um, well, I, I mean, tell hey, you what, them quesadillas—they're good stuff right there. I tell you what, I'll go ahead and eat me a bunch of them quesadillas. It's like really, bro. One right. of one of my friends was a you know big English guy, and you know book smart guy and all this and it just drove him nuts when people would say things wrong so i purposely for years would use would say superfluous Sup instead of <laughs> <laughs> just 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 to mess with him don't ever do that in front of me don't ever make me cringe like that again Oh, so Lord. No, what? No, it's no. superfluous, right? No, no, it's not. <laughs> it's superfluous. Stop saying that. Don't say that word. Don't be that guy. So it was just a buddy of mine, and Lewis, I geez. loved messing with him like that. So I, I would hope Calif that most people like who do this, atrocious. I hope just most people that. are just screwing with people and aren't really that dumb. Because, I mean, unless you've been living under a rock, you've heard it pronounced correctly. My question is, when you go to Mexico, you personally, Jeremy, when you go to Mexico, do you order tortilla or do you order tortilla? Um, I actually don't think I've ever even used the word tortilla when I've been in Mexico. Um, <laughs> I'm, trying, no, well, I'm, I'm wondering if you roll the tongue is what I'm trying to say. If you roll your no, tongue every no, day. No, I don't, I don't bother. I mean, it. growing up where I grew up, I mean, I slip into a little bit of an accent sometimes but no i don't roll the r's it you're never to tell me I mean, right now senor that you should I, not go ahead and roll your tortillas the right way senor i've always felt being as translucently white as i am that that just wasn't appropriate it oh, wasn't gringo. <laughs> that's i mean no truthfully that's that's you know that's i've never tried to put that slant on the the accent or roll the r's or do anything like that i mean i'm sorry i'm english irish dutch and german i'm about as white as they get yeah um, dude, you're like you're like just neon white. it just never felt appropriate to me you're like you're like you're, you're so white you could be clear that's how white you are thank like, you i can see right through you <laughs> <laughs> anyways moving on superfluous don't ever oh man journalism major over here okay that just is like ah i could i could stand misspelling words but mispronouncing them oh my Did god I find what? a new weakness to no you didn't with? no you didn't no you didn't no <laughs> no one of my my one of my biggest pet, pet peeves is whenever somebody mispronounce or uh misspells they're there and there mm-hmm 
it's just i'm like please spell it correctly it's i just, couldn't care less with I normal people i mean yes it, it's like come on but what what kills me is you see it in journalism a lot now because everybody's it's rushing everybody's it's just sloppy and that's that's how i feel about it you see it in journalism a lot you see it on a lot of the sports news um you know sites you see it on a lot of the just regular news sites um people are not they're rushing to get the story out and they're not getting their copy checked properly and that drives me nuts i mean you're a professional you're a journalist come on that's small that's tiny stuff that you need to be getting right i dude, even the editors should be on top of that i mean they're mm -hmm. the ones that have to like oversee it before it goes out to print so for them to like not even see it, it's like dude you need to like you know, you need to talk to your editor. I mean, because every time it just reminds me of that episode of Friends when Ross and Rachel break up for the second time. And he's like, oh, and by the way, Y-O-U apostrophe R-E means you are. Y-O-U-R means you're. <laughs> I do that all the time. Whenever I see somebody like misspell it, I'm like, please don't do that. No, no, no. You're doing it. No, you're doing it wrong. I'm, I'm trying to help you. And at the same time, not kill you. Okay. <laughs> I'm tr really I trying to understand. Be it's just, uh, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> moving forward from tortillas and superfluous. Um, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and I have a third, this third one actually is from a Jim Brewer sketch. Now what they did with this was they animated the sketch. Okay. Actually it was from not a sketch. It was a standup that he did, but they made it animated and it's brilliant and when you watch this, you probably have seen it before, but the animation, it just, it just adds so much more to it. And I know many of, many of us have been through this many a time. Check it out. He's here telling me. Hey, stomach, what's up, man? Listen, it's just us beer, you know? Looking for a little party, hanging out, you know? <laughs> Now, you, you know, know everyone, you know, know Coors Light, Sam Adams, Beck. Oh, hell, he's crazy, man. <laughs> he's nuts. You know, you know Heineken, Heineken. Uh, and, and your stomach's cool with that. that. All right, come on, on in, just, just keep it down, down all of you, understand? understand? Beer goes, are you sure? Because there's like 20 of us here, man. Beer goes in, have a good time. Now, a party. People find out about parties. So, so does other liquor. liquor. Next thing you know, a couple of scotches show up. Or your stomach, stomach could you got a heat party going on in there? Well, they could have in some big papers. What do you say? Stomach, God, I don't know. Come on, show me the meat. Just one of now, now you mix in a crowd of stomach lets them in. Now that's when tension starts. People don't know one another, and that, and that creates tension. Scotch is walking around with his boys. Come on, boys, look at that. Look at that. Look at it. Look at it. Oi! Heineken! Right here, you rod bastard, you. Don't like you. And now, and now there's a lot of tension. You, you can, can feel it going on in there, but now everyone's showing up. Jägermeisters and Sambuca, Saki. Oh, the hot hit hit my and, and that's, that's when, when the crazy, crazy people always crash a party. Who, who always, always shows up in the night? Tequila. <laughs> and tequila doesn't show up alone. There's always eight or nine of them lined up. Stomach gets all brave. How are you doing, tequila? Listen. Listen. All right, it's a little late. Can't, Can't let you in tonight. I'm sorry. You know, I let you in three weeks ago. You ruined the place. You hear me? The kid's like, come, come on, on, man, we, we won't stop, stop no trouble, trouble man. We, we just came here to have a good time, time man. 
Right, right senor? That's right, right senor. We, we left, left you warm back in the van. You won't mess with nobody. Like an idiot, his stomach, stomach lets in one shot at tequila. And then, and then he sneaks in all his friends when no one's looking. Come on, man, ain't nobody looking. Go get the legs off. Go get the one. Go get the phone. All right, that's it. Everyone, get up. Jim Brew is a genius. <laughs> Jim is always great. Uh, I have heard that one before. The animation definitely amps it up a bit. It gives it that little something because it's like you can hear him tell the story. But when you actually see the animation for it, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. Oh, it takes it to a whole nother level. Yeah. I mean, I, I was very lucky. I was not a mixer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Never. If I was drinking something, that's pretty much what I was drinking for the night. Short of every so often, I'd have a sh- you know beer and my shot of whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, until my thirtieth birthday, in which uh, my friends tried to kill me, oh, and God. I do mean kill me. Um, we had a place rented out in Burbank, and uh, you know had pool tables up top, and just had a little sectioned off for us, and. Every time I looked down, I had a new drink in my hand. Someone oh, was giving me someone was giving me something else. And I mean, it was Jaeger at one point. It was Goldschlager at one point. Oh. It was Wild Turkeys oh. and Manhattans. Oh. And I don't know. God knows what else. But people just kept buying me drinks for my 30th. And at the good alcoholic I was, I finished each one. And then before I could, you know, go on to do something, someone else would put another drink in my hand. Uh, Joni and our good friend Steve counted up essentially how many drinks I had, including doubles and everything else. And it was over 33 mixed drinks in the span of two and a half hours. God. I've never been sicker for longer. First of all, alcohol poisoning. Yeah, that would do it. Second of all, the amount of mixing, the amount of sugar in some of that crap, the oh man, I was hurting for days. Oh my god, dude. I I, I don't think I've ever done that to that extreme. <laughs> my story was a little different, but I did mix. Um one time I went uh with a buddy of mine who actually just so happens to be uh the owner of this bar I was working at in in Encino a few years ago. And uh nice guy too. Uh, he was starting to learn how to bartend and I was kind of teaching him here and there how to bartend, whatever, whatever. And one night, uh, another buddy of mine was having some sort of a party for his birthday. I think he was, yeah, he was turning 21 actually at the time. This was again, this was years ago. And, um, you know, he invited me to go to his party and I was like, yeah, sure. Let's go. So I called up my, my other buddy and I was like, dude, man, you want to go to this party? He's like, yeah, sure. Let's, let's pregame. I was like, all right, cool. Let's go ahead and pregame. Not a, not a big deal. So we go, mind you, not a big deal. <laughs> well, mind you, he's he's Armenian, and our he's Armenian Russian. <laughs> Never try to go toe to toe, drink to drink for drink with an Armenian Russian, because they will out drink the hell out of ya. And I, I learned that. You, the I, le- I, lear- I learned that with when I was traveling in China with the Russian ballet company when I was only fourteen. Let me tell you what happened. So we're in the parking lot. We're drinking Johnny Walker Green Label. And that Green Label will be very much um, a testament to its name, Green, later on in the story. Anyways, um, so what happened was that I'm taking shots with the guy. I'm drinking with the guy, whatever, whatever. And we go into the party. We go into the bar. And once we're inside the bar, he's like, you know what? I want to try some of these drinks out that I'm making. So he starts ordering a bunch of different drinks, Tokyo iced tea, Long Island iced tea, this iced tea, that iced tea, this drink, this daiquiri. And he's making me drink it. 
along with him. So let's just say at the end of the night, I was out in the rain. I got kicked out. I got the table that was that I was at. I, I slammed in front of the table. They they dragged me out. I was behind a car. All I remember, I was behind a car saying, Marco, where are you? Like, I was out of my mind. I get home. We, he dumps me in the backseat of our buddy's car. I puke in the backseat of the car, by the way. And we get to the we get to my house. I'm crawling out of his the back seat, and I go smack dab right here in the middle of the forehead, right on the curb. He picks me up, takes me to the front door, knocks on my door, and he's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "I'm great." <laughs> he runs back to his car, leaves me there. My mom opens the door. She just looks at me, and I'm bleeding from my fore, from my like the bridge of my nose, and she's like, she just looks at me. I'm thinking to myself, she's gonna kill me. She just looks at me and starts laughing her ass off. She's like, <laughs> "What the hell happened to you?" <laughs> and I'm like, I fell on the curb, and she's like, "You're an idiot. Get inside." <laughs> <laughs> Ah, the wonderful story. Oh, we all have our moments. Oh yeah, yeah. It definitely, it definitely happens. Uh, we have time for like uh, one more quick story having to do with uh, sports, and uh, this story actually is a little bit of a of a of a repeat, which is a crazy repeat. Uh, former WWE Hall of Famer Ric Flair has announced that he's going to fight his last match again. And when I say again, it's mainly because the fact of the matter that, well, um, he uh, already fought his last match at WrestleMania against Shawn Michaels. And that was supposedly supposed to be his last match. But but apparently he says that uh, he's ending his in-ring career. Uh, He went ahead and posted and said, uh, quote, the rumors are true. I'm going to walk that aisle style and profile one last time again. Uh, July 31st, Nashville, Tennessee, Jim Crockett Promotions. I will prove once again that to be the man, you've got to beat the man. Now we go to school. Woo! So I'm just, that's just funny to me because it's like, dude, you already, you already did it. <laughs> you already did it. You're doing it again. Come on. I, I don't get it. I, I do not understand these wrestlers who, I mean, I understand if maybe they're hurting for money and they have no other choice. I mean, that's one thing. But I mean, look at Terry Funk. I mean, Terry Funk had his ranch in Texas, owned, outright, paid for, doing business, doing life, had two companies, all this other stuff. And at 60, what, four, 65, 66 years old, was wrestling for um, Paul Heyman ECW. and them over at ECW. ECW. Yep. I mean, are you kidding me? And I mean, given the man's as tough as they come, but it was some of the crappiest wrestling you've ever seen. He's 66 years old or whatever the heck it was. That's why that's why many people said ECW stood for extreme crappy wrestling. (laughs) Well, like I said, the amount of pain and endurance, those, you know, those pain, those men had to endure to do that stuff, you know, was amazing. But the, the wrestling was awful for the most part. And again, it's it's just sad to see. I mean, if if a guy like Flair needs the money that 72, desperately, 73, I think that's what I mean. He's well up into his seventies now. I mean, he's got to be one of the oldest wrestlers to step into the ring, like ever. That's that's just insane. Because first of all, it's what kind of product can you put on? You know, up there at that age. I mean, really, at that age, you can't. I mean, what kind of risks is he going to be able to take at that age? Um, and if he does, he's foolish, you know, I mean, that's, I'm, I'm sorry, that's my opinion. But if, if he does take those insane risks and decide to do that for his last match, he's foolish. He's 73 years old. His body has already taken more punishment than any human being should, you know, I mean, sorry. Yes, I know. KFAB, all that, but you know, yes, wrestling is staged, does not make it fake. Okay. These guys' bodies take more punishment than you can even imagine. And at 73 years old, the accumulation of that punishment, it's, he would be an absolute fool to be doing anything too extreme. 
Not to um, mention, not to mention the person opposite of him having to be very careful not to cause any permanent damage or any damage, really. Exactly. Know? And being put in that situation. I mean, how horrible would you feel if some accident happened and you're the guy who puts the 73 year old legend, you know, in a wheelchair for the rest of his life or something like that? I mean, God forbid. And, and, and you've and, got you're the you're the wrestler being put in that position. And real quick, uh, we have somebody on our stream. Uh, Paul uh, asked, uh, Jeremy, do you still have the WWE to call decals I gave you? Uh, he... <laughs> I, I Actually, I very well may. I have 90% of my, uh, my WWE and old school WWF stuff um, all boxed up with the rest of my sports memorabilia. So most likely I do. <laughs> and he also he also uh, made a comment, actually, while we were talking about the dangers and everything. He said, it's entertainment. Yes, Paul, it's entertainment. I get that. It's it's fake. It's entertaining, whatever. But the bumps they take, those are real. Like those when they fall on the mat, you know this. I mean, he said you, Paul says that he has been driving for the WWE since 2003. So you know how tough those mats are. And for a 73 year old to hit the mat the way they do, that could still like that body can't take that much anymore. Hell, even the younger ones can't take that much well, anymore it, like that it, it happens that's the only point i'm making i mean even with the most fit and the best in shape i mean guys have gotten their backs broken because you know a pile driver or a uh, you know a slam went wrong guys have gotten their necks broken guys have gotten i mean for that to happen to somebody at 73 years old would be catastrophic exactly so I mean, we got Derek that also said, uh, he said, quote, uh, I think uh, Fabulous Moolah might have been the oldest. I think she wrestled until she was 80. Yeah, yeah, I think I think she might have been have the oldest. You may have a point there. You may yeah, have a point might, there. Yeah. <laughs> Paul actually also said, uh, I gave you the decal, the, the decals, I keep on calling them decals, the decals <laughs> at the Hollywood show. See, your, your mispronunciation of stuff is starting to rub off on me, Jeremy. Thank you very much for that. Appreciate it anyways uh we gotta wrap things up right here that's the news in case you haven't heard it thank you so much for joining uh the navarro miller report as usual we have another great show this friday we have a musical artist that's gonna be joining us we'll give you a little bit more of those details in the next few days so make sure you join us for that she's gonna be a special guest co-host and we're uh possibly gonna be playing some of her music as well uh but for that's it for me i'm your host dave navarro i'm jeremy miller and it's been a pleasure to be here for everybody. It hasn't been a pleasure being next to this guy, but of course today I tormented you as much as possible. Yes, but <laughs> I have proof part. now. You said I am a better man. I'll go ahead and edit that out. That's I have the proof. I have that. I could edit that out. That's not a problem. <laughs> Thanks again, everybody. And we'll make sure to see you next time. You have been listening to The Navarro Miller Report.